episode 34 of The Unwoke Show, where free speech is welcome, all subjects are on the table, and your boys, Rich and Tim, bring you the latest information every single week for your enjoyment, baby. I'm your co-host, Rich, along with my co-host over here. How you doing, Timmy? Good, and you, Rich? Doing great, doing great. Hey, guys, we are so happy being here uh, to see you guys are definitely uh, listening, tuning in, and everything. So we actually want to give a good shout-out, we just found out, uh, looking at some of our numbers. <laughs> and it seems like uh, we're looking at some good numbers out of Illinois, and it's Illinois, not Illinois. Illinois. Okay. <laughs> Come on now. Come Take on off now. the ass. Yeah. So, so yeah. Shout out. Yeah, it's the silence. I'll give a shout out to all you guys down there in Chi Town and probably even uh, way, way down there uh, in the Central and also for listening. We definitely appreciate you guys uh, for checking out our show. Hey guys, as always, we want to hear from you. Maybe there's some topics out there that you have in mind that you want us to cover and on. I know we're, you guys are really enjoying the uh, topics that we've had. I mean, obviously, we now have 34 episodes now. And, uh, yeah. You know, and obviously many, many more coming and also, but definitely give us a shout out, guys. You know, I mean, please reach out to us at Unwoke the Show and also make sure we're doing feedback at unwokedtheshow.com. But once again, that's feedback at unwokedtheshow.com. You can also reach us, uh, check us out on Spotify. Definitely, you know, hit that like button. You know, definitely subscribe to our show on Spotify, on um, Apple Podcasts, and also we have different places you guys can hear us where so you will never miss an episode. And also, thanks. Thanks again, guys, for being a part of it. We are definitely excited about tonight's show. Absolutely. Guys, we're also out there in uh, the world of Twitter or X or however you want to call it. Uh, we are at Unwoke the Show out on Twitter. So if you want to uh, go check us out, uh, you'll find us out there. We've got all sorts of interesting uh, insights and comments on well, let's just say comments on really stupid posts that show up in yep. the world. But uh, if you're interested in interacting with us, uh, you can reach us there again out on Twitter or X or however you uh, pronounce it. It's at Unwoke the Show. And, you know, as my partner stated, we are always interested in your feedback. And you can reach us at feedback at unwoketheshow.com. That is feedback at unwoketheshow.com. And Rich, I think you're going to kick us off tonight, right? Yep, yep, kicking you off. And also definitely want to give a comment. You said about we're always looking for stuff on Twitter and everything. Yes, we are definitely trying to study and get a, gr- a degree in stupidology. <laughs> yes. You know, so. uh, yeah, yeah. That's a, that is Twitter or X. Again, it's however you call it. Uh, plenty of interesting and stupid all mixed in out there. So, again, yeah, reach, us, uh, reach out to us um, there at Twitter or X at Unwoke the Show. All right, guys, so tonight's episode was, um, you know, I've been really thinking about this late, you know, as many of you guys out there in Unwoke Nation all across the world, you've seen a lot of uh, protesting, different things like that, or, you know, people talking about different countries and nations and stuff like so. But uh, what's really gotten my crawl tonight is really trying to understand, and actually Tim and I, we were working out, mm-hmm. and uh, it just kind of came across me as I was, you know, just like him, you know, looking on Twitter and X and all these other uh, news sources where that are out there, you know, or you want to call that. And, uh, and it just kind of gave me this question to worry about, uh, just kind of about how people, and it seems in my opinion to worry so about how people are feeling, you know, recently about patriotism. Okay. And about, you know, not only just patriotism, but also, you know, just how people in general might feel about that word, but also the definition when it comes to nationalism. Now, I know recently where it seems like there's been um, a lot of people, you know, um, talking about these different things and, you know, how, how what do you believe in and and stuff when it comes to your nation. So I want to do a little bit of research right here because, you know, what I was finding out and I was able to discuss this with Tim too is that it seems like we're really getting this stuff intertwined. 
between patriotism and nationalism. Yep. So so I did some research on just kind of make sure so that people understand exactly where I'm coming from here. So, you know, the definition of nationalism um, basically said, and just kind of give you some good uh, po- uh, bullet points here. So nationalism basically is a belief that once a nation is superior to others, according to what this says, um, there's a strong identification with one's nation asserting superiority over others, other, other nations and a devotion to only one group of people over others. Now, I know that we've been hearing a lot about that, and it seems like, and Tim made a great point where the other day when we were discussing uh, possible uh, show topics, you know, about how there's a connection of when people normally hear nationalism and what we hear from the media where they normally try to think a lot of right-wing type of thoughts. And also, would you still agree with that, Tim? Yeah, like your so-called white nationalists Mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, other uh, factions, if you will, that are out there in the world. Um, It's... Patriotism and nationalism have um, almost been bastardized in a way. Right? Yeah. Um, it feels like patriotism is um, almost being absorbed into nationalism, right? This notion of self-interest, um, our interests at home matter more than the interests around the world, right? Whereas uh, being uh, a patriot or being patriotic, um, showing that you're, you're proud of your country. Right. Right? Um, and that notion of being proud, being patriotic, demonstrating patriotism um, is now being viewed um, almost, I would say, to the point of being wrong. I, you know what? I'll take one, uh, one word more than that. I'll say vilified. Uh, you know, I would agree with that. I, you know, I think there's a lot of people out there who are questioning patriotic individuals and are um, looking at from the standpoint of how can you be patriotic about our country when you have all these issues going on with our own country. Um, you know, newsflash, folks, there isn't a... Uh, country out there that doesn't have issues. Yeah, I'm sorry. There is no utopia country out there. I don't care how great the government or the economy is, something like that. Every country has problems. Now, when we look at the recent situations when it comes to like um, like the immigration and stuff like that, I mean, of course, there's other countries that, are, that might have uh, better opportunities. Right. But it doesn't mean that that country doesn't have issues. Right. Um, you know, I think the... I mean, look at the Women's World Cup. Yes. Okay. Um, it, it didn't seem, even within our own country, very patriotic that people were rooting against uh, our own country. And then when I say people, I'm talking about our own country was rooting against the Women's uh, World Cup team. Mm-hmm. But then what had happened is politics had intervened. Yes. And it just became a giant shit show. Yeah. And, I, mm-hmm. and so at that point, patriotism just went out the window. No. And you're, you know, you're absolutely right about that. You know, I'm. You know, Tim, you and I have been sports fans where, you know, all our lives. Right. And, you know, we've seen everything from the World Cup to, you know, um, Super Bowls, stuff like that. 
But I would say, because I think that was just past summer. And also, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this was the first time, as many times I've seen Olympics, where I think my first ever Olympics I ever saw in my life was uh, probably 1988 in Calgary. And yeah. I was probably like nine or 10 years old. And also, and I remember seeing how proud the athletes were, you know, coming in and waving their flags and wearing, you know, everybody's wearing their uniforms. They're going through the opening ceremonies, stuff like that. This was the first time this past summer. Was the first time as I I agree with Tim and also because I'm a little bit more into soccer than um, maybe Tim might be and all, but it doesn't matter. I mean, you want to be there for your country, right. but I've never seen so many people, and I mean, and it wasn't just people talking out there on Woke Nation. This is people who are commenting on on social media, so they're saying like they couldn't wait to watch the United States lose. And the United States has won, what, three? They won the last two World Cups. They've won three of the last five. Right. And also, they're considered basically like, you know, the pretty much you could say the Yankees of women's international soccer. Yeah, and you even had um, soccer commentators on there. Oh, Uh, Alexi Lawless? He he did not. He made sure his feelings were... Where I mean, Alexi Lalas, who was for the guys who are outside the country, and I mean, he is a well-known um, soccer commentator and reporter and stuff yeah. like that. He used to play for the U.S. national team uh, back in the '90s and stuff like that. But he is known for not holding his tongue, and he made it quite clear. In fact, um, I think was it uh, Carly Lloyd, if I think I understand, or yeah. who was a former player too, um, after the first game. I mean, she made it quite clear. It's like, look. And I'm paraphrasing here, but basically she was saying, you know, all this other political crap that's going on, right. you guys need to stop this and start focusing on actually winning games. Now, this actually goes back to the previous one, because if you don't if you don't remember, when they won the World Cup, their captain at that time, or maybe one of their captains right there, so Mega Raponi, yeah. you know, so when they got done winning it, and I don't know if some of you guys might have saw this were internationally, so, but uh, there was a player who came up with the American flag, and she basically threw it on the pitch. And I mean, the entire country was watching this, right. which I can sh- I, I'm pretty sure to where people were in awe. But uh, the, there were two players where, who were t- younger players now. But they're probably older now because after every four years. But they picked up the flag, and and those two players who were very young were got so much recognition right. and so much applaud for doing that or so. And it's the reason why you know you look at the way with Mega Pony now. I mean, that's all it was about. I mean, this is a girl where she came in the first game where she did absolutely shit. Yeah. Did absolutely nothing. And then we just had a week ago, she just played her final professional game. And within three minutes, I think she injured herself. Would you like to know the Twitters like that? People were just sitting there saying like, hey, you know what? You know, Payback's a stripper and her stage name is Karma. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, so now, of course, it's like, but that's just the point. It's like, I agree with, it's like, I've never seen as as much as I've seen international sports, I've never seen an entire country truly cheering for the other country. Right. Crazy. Yeah, it's not, and so, I mean, it's just, well, I, let, let's take that one step further. We got the Olympics coming up. Yeah, France. Right. In uh, 2024. Feel right? the Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to see what our patriotism uh, looks like that mm-hmm. um, in, with the Summer Olympics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but according to dictionary.com, it says here that modern nationalism is rooted in part in French and American revolutions that fought for the sovereignty of their people over monarchies. The historic nationalism is generally viewed favorably 
a cornerstone of Western liberalism, liberalism and democracy. However, and I think this is key here, and I think this is a lot of what is going on within our own society, fascist regimes. Okay? So the extreme left, the extreme right, Proud Boy, you know, all of these, what I would call factions, right? Fascist regimes have merged the fervor of nationalism with the notions of superiority. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, so Charlottesville. Okay, yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Jews will not, not replace, replace us. us. Yep, yeah, I remember right? the marching. You're right. Uh, especially when it comes to ethnicity and religion. Mm-hmm. Again, Jews will not replace us, right? right? That type of thing. Right. In such context, patriots can become those who happen to agree with you or look like you, and traitors, those who do not. Yeah, so it makes it sound like that. In other words, patriotism can take down certain roads, okay? But I guess what I'm trying to do is like, you know, when I look at the patriotism, it says, you know, the definite saying based on one's love and devotion to our country. The problem that I'm having is I'm a person who's very, very proud to be an American. Mm -hmm. Okay, I wave a mirror flag every time I get a chance to see a veteran or I see somebody who is active service and I once again shout out to all you guys who are serving in the US military no matter yep. where you are in the world we love you hope you guys had a great uh, Veterans Day awesome um, yep. thank you for your service we really appreciate it yep happy birthday Marines out there too amen but uh, what we you know what it's like you know when I think about that and I show all the the sacrifices that they that they have and then I hear you know these dumb fucks out there that want to sit there and put down the country and, and, and make all these soldiers and also feel bad because they were willing to say, hey, I'm going to go and I'm willing to lose my life to defend the country. Right. You know, so I'm, you know, I take pride in the history that we have. Is it perfect? No. No. And also, but, but I take pride in that. You know, so, and when I'm seeing all these people where that, and I saw somebody who did a video and I thought it was like, it's like, no, basically I would say these trend protesters, <laughs> you know, these trend protesters out there. Protesting what's the hot topic. Exactly. What's the hot yeah. topic? Oh yeah. Okay. Let's go and do that. And also know absolutely nothing about it and everything exactly. about it. You know, just, just fuck nuts. <laughs> but anyway. Sounds um, like uh, our elite colleges, right? In the last episode, we talked about how they all signed on to this. List protesting of uh, in support of Palestine and mm-hmm. and they saw and all these universities saw the backlash and like three quarters of them were uh, oh I really didn't read yeah <laughs> the sign of my answer <laughs> right. right I mean I think that's to your point right there right right, right. Um, you know but following the statement um, that I made a second ago, right, where it says in such context, patriots can become those who happen to agree with you or look like you and traitors, those who don't. Um, I think this gets to a point that you and I talked about um, off air, Rich, uh, earlier this week, where uh, this form of nationalism, right, it's it is morphed. Um, you know, this form of nationalism is what happens when patriotism gets out of hand and morphs into something more exclusionary, isolationist, and, well, chauvinist. Again, that there's that bastardization of patriotism, right? That yes. I, you know, I'm going to pound my chest. I love this country. Now, 
nationalism steps in and takes it one step further and the notion of being patriotic or demonstrating patriotism um, all of a sudden gets lost in the fold and now all of a sudden you're getting lumped in as a nationalist. Right. And that's what I, I was bringing up to you, you know, the other day when we were talking about this. You know, it's like you just have this unfair intertwining that's going on. And I did a little bit more research to it. And uh, you guys can definitely check this out. But uh, there's a website out there that's called listfirst.com. And I came across an article where from a guy named Steve Gilman and also that says the 10 unavoidable arguments against patriotism. And it was, quote, fact-checked by Jamie Fraster. Yeah. Um, so, as I mentioned, they already had 10 of them and also, but I want to go ahead and read you guys at Uncle Nixon. Um, some of the things that I thought was really, really interesting um, that I thought of these 10 this uh, Mr. Gilman came up with. So... Uh, one of them was actually number nine, and it says, may discourage useful political involvement. And according to this article, what he's saying is that uh, the supposed research uh, discloses what they call uncritical patriotism or, or uncritical patriots. Mm -hmm. And the article basically describes that, um, to them that, they're, that people who are considered uncritical patriots are, ha are tend to have more lower levels of political information, interest, and involvement of others. Mm -hmm. So, I found the thing it was about that, especially when it talks about you know having lower levels of political information. We see this all over this country. Oh yeah, just okay, the, and the I mean followers exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. the followers. You like exactly you know just like we just said you know the the trend protesters right and all uh, people who have absolutely no idea what they're protesting and everything, but somebody put something on Twitter to say, like, oh, you know, we're all meeting it together at this particular mall and they're like that for this particular thing. Where so, and they have absolutely no crew, but because, you know, but because Day Day, you know, is planning on going. Right. It's like, you know, we want to be a part of that. And that's what I just thought was just really interesting where I saying like, you know, wait, you're trying to say that because a person is patriotic, like they're, they're getting lower levels of Information now, I consider myself a patriot, and I take the time to actually listen. And you know, whether you're for what I believe in or you're not, but I take the time to actually listen, make sure that I'm truly informed. And if there's something I don't know, I'll say, Hey, I don't know, right? You know, that's the way things are supposed to be going. But you know, I did, I found that it was really, really just interesting with that. It's like, okay, I think that's totally off, but it gets better, people. So, the other one that was uh, really interesting about that particularly number nine it says uh, it says there's an uncritical allegiance to of any sort may also encourage the participation i'm sorry the perpetuation of ignorance uh that's a daily occurrence yeah i mean stupid exists all around us exactly exactly I, yeah i guess forrest gump was on to something huh yeah he was <laughs> So, so the next one I thought was interesting was number six, and it says, makes censorship acceptable. Mm, okay. Now, the article goes on and starts to mention about the Alien and Sedition Acts of 1798. So, for those yep. of you guys who are uh, not in, uh, who aren't uh, familiar with that, now, basically, what the, the Alien and Sedition Acts of 1798 basically restricted speech critical against the government. Yep. Okay. So, I'm thinking that when they're trying to say patriotism makes censorship acceptable, I'm going to have to disagree because... Yeah, that's never acceptable. It's, yeah, it, you know, I, 
I mean, you're censoring free speech essentially at that point, right? Right. And we did cover that in a one of our previous uh, episodes, but you know, in this context, um, yeah, I mean, it's still free speech. Um, it's spoken by stupid people. Yeah. I mean, let, let's just be honest. Yeah. Right? Unlike it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, yes, stupid people are allowed to to speak. Um, but this notion of speaking critical or, you know, being lumped in with a specific group just makes no sense. Yeah, it just, it really does. And the thing is that, uh, the reason why I disagree with this, and I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen it too, is just because, you know, we're seeing it all over social media. I mean, it's like, you know, whether it's YouTube or anything like that, I mean, it's like, you know, if you say something that's, that is completely against the narrative, right? they shut you off. I was telling uh, Tim about a show that I watch um, on the, uh, pretty regularly, you know, so, and I don't think that the host got two minutes into trying to explain the main topic of, of their episode before that little orange that little orange screen came up where it's saying, oh, due to due to such and such policies and <laughs> like that. I mean, she she didn't even get to explain it. And it was like, you know, Sarah Gonzalez, you know, so it was just like, you know, she of uh, uh, the News of Why It Matters. Right. And so she didn't even get the chance to explain what the fucking topic was about. It's like because you know it's like it's like you feel like you got some pimple faced kid sitting in his backyard, you know, with the with the little with his hand just two inches away from the red button, like, is she gonna say something? Is she gonna say something? No, here we go. Shut it off, shut it off. It's like that note sounds too much like you know, I mean it's just crazy. Uh, you know, I don't follow so on Twitter, um, again, R uh, or X or however we pronounce it, um, you know, at unwoke the show, go check us out. Um, under our notifications, Alyssa Milano. Now we don't follow Alyssa Milano. No, um, and, and it has nothing against Miss uh, Alyssa Milano. We just don't follow her. It's interesting. She has a, a tweet out there that says, "I have something to say. It's going to offend some people. I'm okay with that. Let's all get uncomfortable and let's grow." Now you turn around? <laughs> Wasn't she one of the first bastards out there to sit there and go like, you know, oh, well, you can't say this. And this like, I'm, hey. Like, really? Yep. Now, she's speaking in, uh, with regards to this Israel Solidarity March. I, I don't know what it all is, and I'm not going to twit uh, click on to see what the rest of it. I just thought it was interesting that she had to preface it, her response with, I have something to say. And it's going to offend some people. Okay. You shouldn't have to be able to exactly. say that. Yeah, I mean, you should be able... I mean, so I'm sorry. We live in the United States of America where so you're able to have the freedom of speech and also it's the First Amendment. Did I, let me repeat that. It's the First Amendment. And so people probably out there that will be tuning into this episode are asking, you know, why is he talking about Alyssa Milano when I thought this was nationalism uh, versus patriotism? And it gets to the heart of patriotism, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It does. Having being able to speak to, and say that I'm proud of this country. Mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't have to say, and Melissa Lama, Alyssa Milano shouldn't have to say. I have something to say. It's going to offend some people. 
But you shouldn't. You, sh- you and I should be able to walk down the street, Rich. We're talking, having a good time. We've got our American flag T-shirts on, and we can say, "I love our country." Right. Is the potential for backlash from some special snowflake who thinks patriotism and nationalism are essentially the same thing? Yeah. Do we care? No. But we're not going to preface it with, I have something to say. And that's why the Unwoke show started. Exactly. (laughs) And so, I think this gets to the heart of nationalism. and And I like this statement. It says, nationalism generally has a negative connotation. It's used for political ideologies and movements that a more extreme and exclusionary love of one's country at the expense of foreigners, immigrants, and even people in a country who aren't believed to belong in some way, often racial and religious grounds. And I think that statement is important because we have a 2024 GOP candidate mm-hmm. who was former president mm-hmm. who ran on this very notion of nationalism, you know, preached by people like Steve Bannon. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he, um, our, the 2024 GOP front runner has even said I'm going to close the borders to um, Islamic folks and everything already even though you know I don't think he's technically on the campaign trail or maybe he is on the campaign no he no uh, Donald Trump has um, well technically he has been speaking and also he just has not been at any of the debates yeah and also I do I think at some point he's going to have to be right but this is his platform right nationalism you mean because they use the term "Make America Great Again"? Well, uh, but that term has been used previously by okay. Bill Clinton and other presidents. Right. But, but when you hear him speak, and right when he was president originally, he did have a travel ban in place from certain Arab nations. Oh yeah, that he did that. I think in the first week and a half. Yeah. Of his administration. And, you know, and wanting to build the wall and keeping people out and stuff he like ran that. On that right? yep. Very. Um, centrist, very nationalist, um, almost autocratic views, if you will, mm-hmm. right? Um, now, here's the question I need to ask, her, which has to, no, has nothing to do with Trump, and also, but Justin, when you when we talk about the borders and stuff like that, and also, where did it? Why is how can that be seen between that being nationalist and being part of the oath where it says you're going to protect the sovereignty of the United States of America? How's the difference? How is it different that I'm going to protect the sovereignty of this country, but yet we're going to allow people into our country? Is that what you're... I, well, I, well, the thing is that, you know, like, we we have what's called the rule of law, you and, you right, and I right. discussed before. So, if there's a problem also dealing with the borders of our country, it is the president's job it's obligation to make sure that we're protecting that in every way, shape, and form. Sure. So, if someone runs on that, why does people, why would people, or any president, I don't care if it's Trump or not, and also, but why would people put that down because he's doing exactly that, but then want to tag nationalism and then make it sound like it might be racist or anything like that? Why is that? Because I, I think in, in his instance, 
that's his platform is nationalism. Um, we have a we have border issues. The U.S. has a legitimate immigration problem. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that needs to be addressed because I mean it's flat out. If you go by what the media and you know how it's being spun or portrayed or anything like that, right? I mean it is pretty much Swiss cheese, if not just full on open. And we're seeing this massive flood, and which is affecting, which is also affecting U.S. taxpayers' dollars. And all. in fact, uh, in fact, where that's already been shown to where so did, just to be able to educate illegal immigrants, where so we're looking at over several hundred million dollars, right, in U.S. taxes. And so I think this notion of nationalism is what's appealing to a broader base right now because we're like, hey, wait a minute, what about us? Yes, um, but. It's not just the GOP. Uh, when Hawaii was having all that horrible... Oh, crap. Horrible storms, right? Um, Man, the, I mean, the, the residents of Hawaii... I state did. of emergency, right? Whew. Where was President Biden? Hmm. Where did he go first? Where'd he go? He went to Ukraine. Yeah. Ukraine outranked our own citizens. Yeah. Yeah. And and to kick a man while he's down, Ukraine was getting billions of dollars in age. Yeah. Every, every single Hawaiian that was impacted by this uh, these storms, natural disaster, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. $700 a person. 700 Okay, so let me get this right. We're sending, say, at this point in time, we probably sent what, say, three billion. Oh, it's gotta be. I would say. That okay, I probably. Was, I would say. What is it? I would. It's gotta be three to four times that. I think. Okay. I think there's legislation out there that's. You is Ukraine would it get another? Is it another six? I mean, I, the Biden administration's done this at least five or six times now. Yeah, so I, I think, yeah, I think I'm way off. And now they're wanting to throw out uh, or throw aid over to the Israel, uh, Israel, right? And I think the total budget that would be split between Israel and Ukraine is like sixteen billion. That um, House and Senate Democrats are uh, Senate um, Democrats and Republicans on both sides are trying. You know, just get some sort of aid package in place, but yet, um, in order to fund that package, they want to gut the IRS and and the aid that would go to the IRS and stuff like that, right? I mean, whatever your thoughts are on. So, so basically, what you're trying to tell me where is that we're looking at several, we're looking at somewhere between twelve to fourteen billion dollars that have gone to Ukraine over the course of the last year. And meanwhile, while that's going on, we had a national emergency that happened in the great state of Hawaii. Yep, and. The only thing where that that this government could do was give Hawaiians who were affected seven hundred dollars a person. Yeah, it took him three weeks to get there. If three I remember, three weeks, if I recall correctly. And when his motorcade was going through, he was getting booed. Oh, that you know what it was? That one lady who was from Hawaii. You know, do you remember see that video where she was going off? Where that thing went viral? Yeah, 
He she was, was highly pissed to her. Which, by the way, and also I find it very funny. And for those of you guys who are part of Unwoke Nation Awards so out there in the state of Hawaii, we realized the worst of that when you win in the last election, everything 63% of your actual state's votes went to this president. Think about it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I would like to think that I'm somewhere in the middle between patriotism and nationalism, whatever that middle is. I love this country. I think it's the greatest country on the planet. Mm-hmm. America. Yeah. But do we have problems in our own house? Oh, yeah, man. That should be addressed ahead of other um, countries, other issues? Yeah. I mean, should we be shoring up our immigration policy? Should we be shoring up our board? I mean... Sh- Absolutely. Should yeah. we be fighting, uh, looking at ways to fight the fentanyl yeah. crisis that's taking place, right? I right. Mean, um, you, if you, depending on how you view the stories that are coming out of Philadelphia and stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, you got people just... Um, Standing all drooped over. I, I mean, it's, it's it's like terrible. I mean, it is like zombie nation in Philly. Yeah, it is absolutely crazy. Where so, and then we go go back to what we, you and I were talking about earlier today. I mean, I mean, let's now when we talk about our borders or the fentanyl and the minor violence stuff like that. I mean, look at our leaders. I don't care what party you're part of. Yeah, I mean, it is a crap storm. You know, so and then you go out to the left coast and yep. San Francisco, yeah, the shit show that it is. But somehow Gavin Newsom, because um, the leader of China, what is it, Xiing, uh, uh, Jinping, uh, Chairman Ping, or yeah, is coming to and has been meeting with our president, and he's and uh, Newsom has been ta- touting, oh yeah, no, we're cleaning up San Francisco and stuff, and we're hey, not hey, just hey. doing it just because um, we've got a major political leader. Our major leader coming to the you know the great state of California. Uh, I mean, what they do just drive through San Francisco with a bulldozer and collect all the poor and the shit and stuff. Exactly, and shove them into. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't know what you would shove it in. I mean, whatever I, they were doing, I mean, it's like, yeah, we, we, I, you and I saw the picture, you know, before we got on the show today, and you know, so I mean, I'm sorry, I saw so many Chinese flags were sitting on the sidewalk and all people standing there. So I, I thought, I'm, I'm like, I'm sorry, was I transported to, you know, to Beijing? Yeah, or something like that. What, what just happened? Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, again, it's the left coast. Yep. Um, but it gets back again to this sense of believing in your country and demonstrating patriotism. Um, it's almost almost frowned upon in a way. It is right, and that and that's and that's sad because you're viewed as a nationalist or you're viewed as extreme or, or whatever. And again, it gets back to how patriotism is getting I mean almost absorbed into the term nationalism and it's well just even the thing you're saying what you just got done saying to and the fact that you believe you know you said hey I believe America is the greatest country in the world people can hear that word and people who want to intertwine this and build sit there and say well how could you say something like that okay so we already know the definition of somebody who's extremely proud of their country why does that have to be seen as being a bad thing? If you don't like that, don't watch the Olympics. Yeah, I mean, do you want to? 
if the United States isn't the greatest country on the planet, tell me another place that is. Is yeah. it Russia? No. Mm-hmm. North Korea? No. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say? Venez- you pro- Venezuela? Yeah. No. I mean, I mean, according to statistics, where they were saying that Venezuela probably has the most patriotic country, uh, with us being second to being the United States, and also, but if I understand correctly. We're looking at some of these caravans who are coming up through the border, and I'm pretty sure majority it's like the majority of them are not just Mexican. Yeah. Okay. So we got all types of country: Nicaragua, uh, Nicaragua, and um, and uh, like Honduras and stuff like that. Gee, we must be a pretty damn good country if they're willing to put their lives on the line, you know, like that. So uh, possibly, you know, starvation and, and uh, hydration, you know, possible rape for girls and all this other stuff. We must be a pretty damn good country. Yeah. That you know that. They're willing to... Do you, want to go, do you want to go to India? Nope. Nope. Do I want to go to Bangladesh? Nope. 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 But people nope. want to come to nope. America. And also... But the but point being, like, it's just saying that there's so many people out there who are trying... Who are trying and willing to put... Uh, risk their own lives where to come here. We must be a pretty darn good country. Yeah. For people who want to do that. I... You know, there... There are... You see articles on... Um, people talking about... Uh, quality of life and stuff and I look at that and I'm like you know you can love your country and not everything is gonna be perfect right Um, but at the same time there's nothing wrong with saying you know what we just have some things in our own house that we need to fix yes and it's okay for those things to come first Mm -hmm. over sending aid to a third world country Ukraine Right, um, that's never going to pay us back. Ne- no, that's that's simply. Well, I'm, you know what? I'm not even sure what that's about anymore, um, because Russia's surrounded by NATO, and I, I don't want to get down. I don't want to get down this rabbit hole of Ukraine and, mm-hmm. and NATO and stuff like that. Right, but um, again, it's to your point that we're donating money other places, but we're not fixing our own house yeah and that's that's the rub right there that's the issue that i have why are we borrowing sugar from our next door neighbor we can open up the cabinet in the kitchen yep i agree with you pretty plain and simple yep good all right guys well hey we would love to hear from you on this subject and also what are your thoughts on patriotism and nationalism nationalism do you feel like there is an intertwining or so or you know just guys just let us know it's like you know what's your thought of this are you having that maybe situation like that of people uh maybe putting you down or because maybe you do consider yourself patriotic you know patriotic or something like that definitely reach out to us at uh feedback at unwoke the again at feedback at unwoke the we would love to be able to hear from you tim this was a great show man love hearing your advice and all your notes and also man uh definitely a great show uh out in the can as they say <laughs> hey man as always rich it was a pleasure again unwoke nation as always stay unwoke and have a good evening all right guys take care